Broadway for Monday, December 31st, New Year's Eve 2018. I am Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. Can we sing the final countdown? <laughs> the final count. I'm a little sick. So, uh, yeah. uh, I'll tell you, the, um, the, the folks over at Mean Girls have a nice tradition. I don't know if they do it on Saturdays in between shows or Sunday. I, I think it's Saturdays in between shows. They go out onto the street and sing to the share show who is across the street. <laughs> And and yesterday or over the weekend, whenever it was, they sang Old Lang Syne. But since nobody actually knows the words to Old Lang Syne, they sang the beginning of it. And then they pulled out kazoos and played kazoos for the rest of it until they finished it with Old Lang Syne. So uh, that was really fun. You can see that on like Erica Henningsen and all of their uh, social media. But uh, a nice little tradition that they have there. But speaking of New Year's Eve, though, James, um, tonight, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time, CNN's New Year's Eve live with Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. guess they're still not letting uh, Kathy Griffin out of the doghouse, are they? Um, They will be, quote, checking in on the band's visit. Pretty Woman Come From Away, Wicked and Tootsie. I don't think that that means there's going to be performances. Um, I, from what I understand, they have pre-taped things with shows like saying Happy New Year's, but I don't know if they tape things otherwise. So I'm not sure what that is. So I have CNN set to tape their whole thing just in case there are performances. I want to let you guys know I'm not exactly sure if there are or aren't going to be performances, but just be forewarned. I have a whole bunch of things to unpack here. Okay. And <laughs> Anderson Cooper... It, when is he going into Waitress? Would be, I mean, he has done kind of a Broadway show before. Do you remember what it was? No. Did he do Chicago? <laughs> no, no. He was the narrator for the last uh, revival of How to Succeed in Business Without oh. Really Trying, the Walter Cronkite part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So I guess that counts. But uh, okay, what else do you have to unpack? So, uh, the Mean Girls doing the uh, singing to the share show people. They're going to have to change their name from the Mean Girls to the Nice Girls. Eh, it doesn't have as much of a ring to it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and there was something else that I have forgotten. Kathy Griffin? Kathy Griffin. Uh, poor Kathy Griffin. You know, the more in... The more I hear the Kathy Griffin story, the more I side with her. When she first did the cutting the head off of the Trump thing, I, I was really upset with her. And the more and more – well, the, the the bigger of an idiot Trump is, the more I agree with her. But also the more I hear her side of the story, the more I understand how it happened and that I think people overreacted to her and, and killed her career. And that's well, – she's- She's having a little bit of a comeback. She's doing yeah. like huge tours. She was at after was she at Radio City recently? That maybe that's not right, but somewhere pretty big in New York. I'm still can we can we talk about somebody else who had their careers unnaturally killed or unfairly killed? Let's talk about the Dixie freaking chicks. Oh yeah. I love me some Dixie chicks. Like that I'm still salty about that. I'm one, not but. ready to make nice. I'm not no. ready to back down. <laughs> I, I love that well, little documentary, the Dixie Chicks document. And why isn't there a Dixie Chicks musical? I, look, if you go back and scroll through my Twitter timeline, you will see me talking about Dixie Chick musical uh, in there multiple times. So I have been pro Dixie Chick bio musical or just jukebox musical. I think they're fantastic. So I am here for that. Who knows, James? Maybe sometime in the future, a Dixie Chick musical will appear on either this week on Broadway's best of episode uh-huh. or – Maybe if Alan Henry and I do one, it'll appear on ours because over the weekend we had both of those episodes drop in the feed. First, Alan Henry and I, my Broadway World colleague, we 
broke down our top 10 shows of 2018. Unsurprisingly, if you know either Alan and or me or follow us on social media, we had nary a show that overlapped on either of our top 10. So nothing that he had in his top 10 was in my top 10. Um, I guess listen, uh, but I will tell you his favorite, his number one show was uh, the prom and mine was Rags Parkland sings the songs of the future. So knowing those two shows, if you do, that will tell you all you need to know about our specific theatrical interests. But James, on Sunday, you, Peter and Michael had a wide ranging top uh, discussion about things that you all enjoyed in 2018 and everybody kind of sided with Alan on the prom. Yeah, I mean, uh, the prom uh, certainly was a, one of the highlights of 2018 for for many people here at Broadway Radio, and uh, and we featured some music uh, at the top and the bottom of this week on Broadway of the prom. So take a listen to it. I I think it's uh, I think that the prom. I, I saw a post. I think Chad posted on Facebook that. Uh, some of the performances this past week were sold out. Um, so, you know, tomorrow in the Broadway grosses, hopefully uh, we'll see some more news about that and that it, that the prom is uh, getting some good numbers here. Well, first off, are, do we really think the Broadway League is going to be putting out grosses tomorrow? I mean, I think they did on uh, Christmas Eve. So well, I'm yeah, sure. well, I think they're going to put, put, put uh, grosses out on Monday because Tuesday, they're definitely not putting out grosses. And then Wednesday, right. it's already too deep into the week, I think, to put out grosses. So I think, yeah, I think they'll put out grosses right. on on the 31st. Cool. I, I and also, know. yeah, it, and former uh, uh, Tell Me More guest Bonnie Milligan has also been posting that Head Over Heels has been sold out quite a bit this past week, too. So good for them. Um, and also, before we get into the rest of the news proper, we do want to bid a fond farewell to the folks over at the Lundfontein Theater who wrapped up their run in summer, Cole and the Donna Summer musical yesterday afternoon. Godspeed to them. Uh, no word yet on what is taking over that house, although every show and its mother, if shows had mothers, have been rumored to be going in there. But we do wish the best uh, to everybody there. I, I've heard some rumblings as to what um, one Ariana DeBose might be going in, might be revisiting a show um, with a bullet that she has been in before, I mean, in maybe a more uh, esteemed role. And then, of course, LaShawn's is going to be in, um, oh, the the Bees musical, The uh, Secret Life of Bees, mm, yeah. later this year. So congratulations to them on a run um, that I'm sure was shorter than they, they had anticipated or wanted. But uh, anytime you can get a show up on Broadway, it is a big deal. So I have two more things to quickly unpack. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So, uh, Kathy Griffin, when is she going into waitress? You know, because uh, as, <laughs> as what? I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. She could do anything, you know. But uh, yeah. and then um, the Alan Henry show. I really enjoyed the uh, the Alan Henry show, and I think yeah. it, it's a, it was a great dry run for when Alan takes over today on Broadway for me, so that you can oh, do it with God. him all the time. Oh so, man, please! Uh, why would you, know. you wish that on me? <laughs> We we literally oh listen, Alan and I. There's a reason when we had a very very short uh, lived podcast run, we called ourselves the Podest Couple. Well, one because the Pod Couple was already taken, uh, but we are very very different people. But I do t I talk to Alan every day, uh, whether it's work related or not. So we're we're good friends. But 
we are have very different opinions on things, but we'll see. I I, I would like to get Alan uh, on Broadway Radio a little bit more. He's a he's a fun guy and he's a social media hashtag influencer, so uh, that's always fun too. Yeah, most of it I, I don't really care about you. Is most of it to free me up a lot of if Alan took <laughs> That's over. True. So That's yeah, true. we'll talk about it, Alan. If you're listening, <laughs> which I'm sure you're not, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll 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 have your people call his people. It's like Spencer on John Lovett on uh, anyway. <laughs> All right, uh, first up in the news, roundabout to host a reading of. Parade. Oh, that's the other thing we didn't talk about. Now, uh, parade by led by Michael Arden. Yeah, it, and I that headline's a little deceiving because my colleagues over at Broadway World, um, I'm assuming this was my boss Rob Diamond, learned that earlier this month, this already happened. The Roundabout Theater Company held a star-studded reading of Jason Robert Brown and Alfred Urey's Parade, helmed by two-time Tony nominee Michael Arden. The reading was led by Ben Platt as Leo Frank mm. and one of the three shares on Broadway in the share show. Michaela ben Platt Diamond. is one of the three shares. No, no, there was okay. a comma oh. and Oxford one of comma. the three shares. Yeah. Uh, not Oxford comma. That's a different comma. But anyway, Michaela Diamond as Lucille Frank. Now, James, it is important to note for everybody that roundabout regularly holds readings often with starry casts for shows that never come to fruition. Which and in some cases, the future productions that never even are intended. They're never even intended to have future productions. Uh, there was a very, very buzzy reading of Kiss of the Spider Woman with Audra McDonald a few years ago that never went anywhere, unfortunately. Um, sometimes they are in hopes of having a production, and sometimes they are just for potential changes to be made, and they have the best people because they're roundabout and they can afford them uh, to bring them in and work on it. But the rest of the cast included current Dear Evan Hansen star Mallory Bechtel as Iola Stover, John Bailman as Hugh Dorsey, Kevin Chamberlain as Luther Rozier and Mr. Peavy, Eddie Cooper as Newt Lee and Riley, Roderick Covington, Covington as Jim Conley, Luther Creek as Officer Ivy, Andrew Durand as Britt Craig, Howard McGillan as Governor Slayton, Kanetta R. Miller as Minnie McKnight and, An uh, and Angela, Brooklyn Shuck as Mary Fagan, Will Swenson, throwback to Audra McDonald being in the, the, uh, the uh, another the roundabout uh, reading. Will Swenson as Tom Watson, Melissa Vandersheff as Mrs. Fagan, Oscar Williams as Frankie Epps, and more. We'll have that complete list of the cast in the show notes. Now, James, I was a little surprised that the reaction to this news was a bit mixed, perhaps more surprisingly than I would have anticipated. Um, one, I, I think everybody would love a parade revival. But based on my social media feed, I think the casting was a little bit of a concern for some people, including the ages, the, the IRL ages of Platt and Diamond. Now, Ben is 25, while Diamond is 19. Now, James, I admit I'm not a parade aficionado. I've only seen one production, and it was a high school production of Parade. I mean, I don't know the score super well. So I'm just saying this is not my opinion because I don't know the show super well. But it does seem to me, from the little I do know, that these roles don't necessarily have to be played by older actors, but they have to have some emotional heft to them uh, than maybe more than these two um, are able to pull off at their young age. Just as a uh, as a point of reference, Brent Carver was 37 and Carolee Carmelo was 26 when the original production was on Broadway back in 98, 99. Uh, James, what, what, do you, what do you think about these, not only these two, but maybe even Michael Arden as the director for a potential revival of Parade? Well, I, it's funny. I was talking. I I forget if uh, it was it was on a show, but I think that I was talking to Peter Felicia about Parade needing a revival sometime soon. 
Um, and um, I really look forward to that. And I, I trust that smarter people than me uh, would You're recognize <laughs> would recognize if uh, if certain people didn't have these things. I mean, one of the things on uh, this week on Broadway in the 2018 year review was uh, a focus on uh, very young actors who are seemingly carrying shows on their backs and doing great jobs at it. So perhaps uh, you know. They, uh, Michaela and Ben could do this, uh, uh, you know, uh, and that's why they have readings and, you know, take a look at it and see if it works or not. Yeah. Now, speaking of Jason Robert Brown stuff, last week you had a special interview with JRB himself. You didn't talk about this because this you recorded this before this reading was announced. But he it's funny. Did. I I I think that he referred to this and said he couldn't talk about it, but he ah. he never said parade. Okay. But, uh, yeah, he said there were two yeah. things that he couldn't talk about, but yeah. two things that he did talk about was a show that we've talked about before uh, with him being attached is a musical called The Connector, which played Vassar College's powerhouse season um, that he's writing with Jonathan Mark Sherman, directed by his longtime collaborator, Daisy Prince. But another one, James, that I think you broke news and we didn't even realize it until this episode came out. He dropped the news that he is working with Amanda Green and Billy Crystal on the musical adaptation of Mr. Saturday Night. Now, Billy Crystal told Mark Marin on the WTF podcast earlier this year that he was working on a musical adaptation of the film that he co-wrote and starred in. We knew that. We talked about it on Today on Broadway. But at that point, Amanda Green and JRB were not attached, at least not publicly. So I think Broadway Radio is breaking the news that JRB and Amanda Green are working on this. And I don't think that we are giving you enough credit, maybe because you didn't realize it. Um, but JRB and Amanda Green, right? And Mr. Saturday Night with Billy Crystal, that's a big deal. No, that's it's huge. And and I'm such an idiot that, uh, you know, <laughs> I, we, re I retract my statement earlier that no one is smarter people than you. Yeah, thank you. So because, I mean, J Jason and I spoke in uh, in the middle of October and we've been sitting on this interview for a couple of months. Uh, and when I when I went to do the show notes, I was like, oh, Mr. Saturday Night, let me get the link to an article that talks about this. And I could not find an article anywhere about Jason. Uh, the, all, everything about Mr. Saturday Night was like, Billy Crystal says he's going to make a musical of this. And that was it. There was no other information. I looked high and low. And, and then I texted you and I was like, did, did, did we know that Jason's doing Mr. Saturday Night? And you were like, no. And I was like, wow, we, two months we're sitting on this, and here we have it on. Uh, this interview with Jason was so much fun. Um, and we sat on it for a while. Um, and then uh, I, I just encourage everybody to take a listen to it because it, it, it's got so many interesting things that I've not hear, heard Jason say uh, you know, in, in other places. So if you're a fan of Jason Robert Brown, uh, take, over, take a listen to the interview that we had with him that played on uh, Christmas Day this year. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about this week's theatrical schedule. Okay. Uh, unsurprisingly, most of the things that are happening this week are sad. But one thing that is happening that is a little bit happy on Saturday, January 5th, Colin Quinn, Red State, Blue State, still a little uncomfortable with the whole concept behind this show. Uh, but either way, it begins previews at the Medellin Theater, done in part 
with Audible. So if you're interested in that, um, I don't know if this is one of those shows that sells out super quickly because of Colin Quinn's uh, fame or whatever, but all of those shows over at the Manetta Lane have done super well. So if you are interested in this, I would recommend getting tickets soon. But then we have a slew of shows that are closing on Sunday. I've highlighted some of the most you know, well-known and, and perhaps the best. Uh, there are others, but I put uh, links to all of these shows in the show notes. So you can check those out on Broadway. We will have head over heels, torch song and the play that goes wrong. Of course, the play that goes wrong does move to new world stages off Broadway beginning on February 11th. So it's, you know, just over a month after closes on Broadway. What's interesting, James being the domain King that you are, the play that goes wrong website is www.broadwaygoeswrong.com. Are they going to have to throw an off in there? Like, uh, let's see. As James uh, checks to see if offbroadwaygoeswrong.com is available. Oh, my God. I think I own it. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> While James is looking, some off-Broadway shows that are off closing. Offbroadwaygoeswrong forwards to broadwaygoeswrong.com. Okay. So they, they, they've been thinking ahead. I'm not surprised yeah. uh, between J.J. Abrams and Kevin McCollum knowing what they're <laughs> doing there. So congratulations to them. Um, Off-Broadway shows, Lincoln Center Theaters, The Hard Problem closes on Sunday. Uh, Signature Theaters, Fabulation or the Reeducation of Undyne closes. And The Marvelous Wonderettes closes off-Broadway as well. So if you are interested in any of those shows, check out the links to uh, their websites in the show notes at broaderradio.com. And hopefully you can get in some tickets to uh, see them before they wrap up shop. Yeah, a number of uh, these things here that talk about fabulation and uh, play that goes wrong and, uh, uh, well, Torch Song and Head Over Heels. These are things that really made the best of 2018 uh, uh, lists. So uh, the next thing up is the future of the drama bookshop. Yeah, James, this is a really interesting article and something that I haven't really seen a lot in theatrical publications yeah. maybe because it's the end of the year but which is a little bit disappointing but over at a website called what should we do.com um they spoke with alan lee hubby the vice president and the manager of the drama bookshop they did a Q and a it's not super long it's a it's a pretty quick read but they they did get an update uh from hubby on what is going on with the future of the shop Hubby said that in addition to all the celebrities, including Lin-Manuel Miranda, who have reached out, they've also heard from the head of the city council, the state senator, and the mayor's office calling to pledge their support to make sure that this works. Um, he did say that they think that they will be able to reopen um, later in 2019, probably around Labor Day, and they're looking for a space in the 40s and 50s on the west side uh, of Midtown. They did talk about potentially moving to Brooklyn or downtown or somewhere, but he said – that the importance of the drama bookshop, not only to in a central location for students from all, all around Manhattan, but where actors are doing auditions and taking classes and where there's a bunch of theaters is important. And they want to make sure that they maintain that um, accessibility for artists, especially young artists of all types. He also said that one of the things that they're looking for in hopefully an expanded and in, in larger drama bookshop is to have a rehearsal room, a theater, a cafe, and a gift shop. He did say, quote, if we could find some way to work with the city where it could give the landlord some benefit and the landlord would give us reduced rent, we could get a nice big space like that to have all of the stuff I talked about. That would be ideal. No word necessarily, James, on if that is going to happen. But with all of the local representatives that have contacted the drama bookshop, I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way to keep this 
New York institution. It's already it's been around for over 100 years, um, viable in New York, even if it does have to close at the end of January, put everything into storage and come back around in the fall of 2019. Yeah, uh, and I'm surprised that, uh, as you mentioned, that we haven't heard uh, this in the Broadway press, but I'm glad that uh, we found this link and that it seems that positive things are happening for the drama bookshop and we'll be able to, uh, we'll be able to keep it among the uh, theatrical community. Yeah, so, I will definitely be uh, – I will de- when, I'm, when I'm coming up for BroadwayCon, I will definitely make a trip over there. I will also be signing any of the books that I have written. That are uh, there. So. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Actually, Good. I'll be I'll be signing all of the books that Peter Felicia wrote. So if you want to find that, yeah, you know, just scroll through. Awesome. All right. Uh, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Matt, why don't we tell people what we're doing this week? Um, uh, that's a good question, James. I think tomorrow you are going to have an interview with uh, Broadway radio friend, uh, sound designer, composer, and regular theater bon vivant, Lindsay Jones. And then on, uh, that will be for Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, I'm going to be speaking with uh, freelance journalist and Broadway World's cabaret editor, Ashley Steves, to do not only a look back at the best of the cabaret uh, scene in 2018, but also look forward to some things that have been uh, you know, announced for 2019 that we're looking forward to. And then after that, so that would be Thursday. We'll get back to post-holiday today on Broadways where we can uh, kind of get everything back to normal. Yeah. And uh, then we're all getting ready for Broadway Con. We hope to see everybody there. Uh, and that's uh, coming up just uh, in about two weeks or so. Yeah, not so, even. A week and a half. Yeah. My name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com or BroadwayStars.com. Did I say that before? But I'll say it no, again. No, you did not. Yeah, say it again. <laughs> and... Uh, as Matt said, uh, we have a special episode in tomorrow's thing. And uh, Matt and I will be back and talk with you on Thursday. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year.